Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. All right. Welcome, friends, to From Nothing to Profit. Today, we are super excited. Uh, Matt and I are here interviewing Thomas Wynn. And so, Thomas, welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're uh, we're super excited. And it's funny, I asked a couple of friends what they wanted to know from Thomas, and I got uh, like pages on my phone of questions and they were like, lucky you, lucky you. So, uh, we are super lucky to have you here today. <laughs> yeah, and I was, awesome. and Thomas, I was excited to meet you at sync. Um, I, uh, we met just for a second and, um, and then I also, uh, followed you around a little bit when you did the arcade shoot outside and stuff like that. So oh, it was, yeah, really, awesome. it was awesome. really cool to see you, uh, to see you work and interact with everybody and stuff like that. And I thought that was really cool. So, I'm glad you're here today for sure. Yeah. And so Thomas, uh, we have a lot of questions for you. I, Matt was just mentioning watching you shoot and, uh, I, you know, I knew you from posting on your posts on Instagram and you have 56,000 followers, which is a lot for a portrait photographer. And I had this idea of who you would be. And then watching you teach, uh, you were so gracious and you were so like helpful and showed people exactly how you do what you do and then stood back and let them shoot. And so I have a whole new vision of who you are as a person and I'm excited to, uh, oh, I'm so more. glad to see it. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people, when they first see me they're they're kind of intimidated and, yeah. uh, I, I don't know if it's, if, if it's just, um, just because of what they've seen, uh, on my social feed, but, um, yeah, it's, it's not like, it's really nothing like that in, in person. Yeah. Yeah. I, you are, um, very, uh, you're just very think- caring and wanting to help people. So, uh, my first question for you is, uh, and Matt and I will just kind of go back and forth and ask questions. Yeah, of course. Um, but so what is your story? Did you do something before you became a photographer? What's your background? Yeah. So I, uh, after college, I actually went to corporate America for about 15 years and I've, uh, really just, you know, I guess in 2014, um, I was really kind of getting into photography. Uh, actually I, I take that back, uh, while I was in, in, in working, I was, I was kind of doing uh, photography on the side as a hobby. And, uh, when my niece became a senior, um, that's when I started, um, uh, just, you know, getting more involved in that. And it just kind of blew up around, I guess, 2014 is when it kind of really blew up. Wow. And then at that point, um, you know, well, after several years, uh, we made my, my wife and I made the decision that it was it was a good time for me to 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 do this more full time. And where are you located? I'm in Cincinnati. OK, that's really funny. So I always joke with people. So now I actually have a face within Cincinnati. I always joke that people are like, oh, it must be so nice for you to photograph in Colorado all the time, Matt. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess it's better than Cincinnati. <laughs> I've said that joke for like 12 years. And now I actually know somebody that's in Cincinnati and yeah, t- and 10 times the photographer I am. So I guess I need to come up with a new city. So I'll be, I'll use, I'll use like Akron or something like that. Yeah. Or Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So Thomas, so you are married. So uh, what, what does your wife do? She's in corporate America too. Okay. She she and I uh, actually worked at the same company, but uh, she still works there. Okay. And then, do you have a studio, or do you work from home, or? I, I have a studio. Um, I mainly shoot, obviously, 
outdoors, but uh, during the winters or or my ordering sessions, I'm I'm at the studio. Okay. Awesome. So can I back up real quick? You said that you got into uh, this when your niece was a senior. Like right. when you look back on those pictures of of your niece, like do you still really like them, or has your style completely changed? Or it so it, it's changed quite a bit. So I actually uh, became more of a, a wedding photographer. Uh, if you guys can believe that. And uh, that's how it all kind of came up. Um, I, I did weddings for about six years. And then um, when I got into seniors, I that's when I really, you know, started to uh, become more passionate about it. And, uh, and I took a few workshops here and there. And then I decided that the things I learned at the workshop wasn't really my style. So what I did what I did as a wedding photographer, I took that style and incorporated into my wedding photographer and do my senior photography. And that's how that's that style kind of, kind of went off. Yeah, that makes it actually makes a lot of sense because, um, I was also kind of taken back by the way you interacted with everybody at sync and stuff. And I would say you were just humble, but saying that you're a wedding photographer, that makes more sense. Cause like you were very comfortable in a crowd of people, which in a wedding you have to be right. And, and you were very, like it, 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 you were not overwhelmed or, you know, you kind of knew what was going on. You could, you knew what was going on like with the models as well as what's going on with the crowd and stuff like that. And it totally makes sense that you've done a lot of weddings because that's exactly like that, wh- how it came off for sure. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So a lot of people are surprised when I shoot the way I shoot. Cause I don't use a lot of, uh, you know, extra equipment. And, and I guess I, it, it's kind of just, um, you know, as a wedding photographer, when you're kind of on the fly and, and, and having to shoot, you know, where, whatever's available to you, that's, that's how I kind of, hone my craft and being able to shoot in a given lighting, you know, situation, obviously, obviously outside of a, like a, a, of a reception, but like, you know, I, I've kind of learned to, you know, just like portrait journalism is just, you have to kind of learn and to adapt. And that's what I've, that's how I've become, became more comfortable uh, doing. So that's how I kind of just began translating what I learned in my, my, in my wedding work into uh, senior photography. And that's how I just made that transition a little bit more. Uh, seamless. That makes sense. Kaya, keep going with your questions because okay. I know you got okay. a bunch of them. So Thomas, one of the things uh, when I was asking people what they you know, wanted to know is uh, how did you grow your Instagram? That's one of the main things. And I heard you um, when we were uh, when, speaking before and you said that your Instagram isn't like all of your senior work. Like your Instagram is kind of, I feel like you view it kind of separately. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it really, again, it kind of all started off like as doing some weddings and stuff. But um, I, I think what had happened was that there were a few f- pictures that I did or uh, some of my work kind of blew up and it kind of went like viral in a way. Mm-hmm. And that's how it, it started gaining more traction. Um, and then I think the other thing, the big thing that 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 really started creating the ground was um, that that the, that Project Beauty campaign that I started a few years ago. Yes, I that really brought that. in. Yeah, that brought in a lot of 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 you know teenagers uh, from around my area to to really start following me because uh, no one else has has really you know has done that kind of uh, campaign in my area and well I actually started it but but no one has done that concept uh, and, and so when they saw that that's when a lot more um, you know high schoolers became more involved or more engaging in my in my feed. So explain what the Project Beauty campaign is. How did how did you get the idea? Sure. And so Project Beauty is a campaign I started back in 2017. Uh, it, it was 
it was really to promote uh, and and um, bring awareness to girls. Or, well, at that time, because I was working with a lot of senior girls um, dealing with or struggling with uh, depression. Um, and it all started because the, the girls, the seniors that I had worked with personally that were on my um, senior rep team um, were were really struggling with it. I had a girl that was hospitalized. She, she um attempt to take her life. Uh, I had one that, that was uh, suffering from an eating disorder. And so I was just thinking to myself, gosh, what can we do to kind of like, you know, raise or you know, do something that, that could be a little bit more supportive of these girls. And so I just thought about it, you know, we, sh- we should do something that, that can, um, you know, do something that could have all the girls feel like they're at a, at a very more grounded level. And so I thought, well, what happens if we just remove the layer of, of having girls having to worry about hair and makeup and just come on, come in as they are. And that's how it all started. Now it only started with a few girls, but when people start seeing the reaction and, and hearing people's feedback, the, the second, third iterations of, of, of the campaign, I had a lot more girls come in um, once they saw kind of the, the, uh, the effect of, of the campaign. Yeah, because you're having them essentially do black and white pictures, no makeup, and then uh, kind of talk about, you know, things that they care about. Or exactly. They, yeah, yeah. It, it, it really just gave them a completely new, uh, a new perspective on on seeing themselves in, in a way that how like you and I would see them yeah. versus how they see themselves. Yeah, like they're they can take down their guard a little bit or whatever. Exactly. Right. Right. And I think I think one of the most important things you said there too, besides the program that probably is the most important, is that you talked about how you know year one was just a few people, and then the next year and the next iteration was more and more. Because I think so many people would look at yours and, and they would just assume like, oh well, yeah, Thomas did this this thing, and it was he was like an overnight success. And it's like, no, you did it multiple times before oh it really got a lot of traction. Right. The first, the very first time, I the very first shoot I did, only four girls had the courage to step up. Wow. And you know, and that tells you a lot. It, yeah. Uh, uh, and then, then the four girls grew to like the next group was like maybe like eight, you know, and it could, and then they kind of grew exponentially after the, after that, as word has gotten out. But it, it it really it only it took a few to step up with a curse to really do it. And so um, there are a lot of senior photographers that had asked to kind of join into the campaign. Yeah. And I tell them straight up the off the bat, it's like don't expect a lot for your first shoot because the other girls really need to see it. And, and, and hear from their friends before they, they'll join in. So there's obviously a lot of reluctance early on, but once you get going, people will be more inclined to do it. Yeah. And you have a Facebook group for that, right? Because I've, I'm yep. in it. Yeah. So what is that yes. called? Uh, it's called, um, it's in, it's called Project Beauty 360. Anyone can join. There's no fee or anything. Uh, I actually pr- provide all, all the information um, so that, that, you know, anyone can really start in their area. But so, uh, you know, I, anything that I learn or, or what other people have learned, we help each other in, in, in starting the campaign uh, to help people start a campaign in their own areas. Oh, but uh, that's there's cool. just so much information on there that's that's uh, that's obviously free for people to get started. And yeah. obviously people will, will incorporate their own style and things like that, which is great. So they'll, they'll, they'll do edit things like some some people do like an art show, which is really cool. Um, you know, they'll just start incorporating different ideas into it. And that's kind of the whole point is it's a community yeah, and uh, we'll put a link to join in the show notes. I also loved you had uh, Project Beauty bracelets, and so yeah, 
I was planning to do it this year and it, it it's on the it's on the schedule <laughs> once things settle down and so, yeah and that's and, and that's that's what I find that I, I do it during my downtime yes uh, like obviously this time like in the winter uh in December you know uh, those were the best times for me to do it. Uh, obviously, my business has to come first. Yes, but absolutely. but any 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 slow periods within the year, that's when I, I find time to actually do a project beauty shoot. Very cool, very cool. Okay, so my next question with you, and uh, it comes back to the Instagram. So uh, your like your Instagram, I I watched it. It you had about the same number of followers I did, and then all of a sudden it just like skyrocketed. And so yep. do you have any, like, I, is there, do you have special secrets? Did you, why do you think that happened? Are, are there any like suggestions or, uh, you know, anything like that? Um, I, I do use, uh, you know, some hashtags, but I, but I, but I remember clearly like beginning of 2019, I had about maybe 15, 10 to yeah. 15,000. Yeah. And then within a month I gained another 10. And it, and it was, I remember it was one specific photo that I had that, that, that kind of people kept sharing and sharing and sharing. And I, and I, and it was all these different sites that were sharing that same photo. Oh, and what photo was it? It was the one with the girl that was hanging upside down on that play set. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. That, that photo went viral. And then, well, at least my, my definition of viral. Yeah. And, and I just kept getting these followers, uh, you know, from all over the, all over the world when they start seeing that photo, but it was, it just became an, almost like an overnight phenomenon. It, uh, the photo was just, uh, I, I can't remember. It was like maybe shared like 30, 40 times within the first, you know, within the first hour or so. Oh my goodness. Wow. So it, it, I just got lucky with that yeah. one. Yeah. Well, I don't you know, yes, you were lucky in some ways. So you had a photo that went viral and that really kind of kicked it off. And so what, Pretty much. what do you do now? Um, because I feel like your uh, Instagram is very curated. Like it feels like you are careful in what you post and the way you do it and that type of thing. Do you have any like insight on that? I, I treat each my uh, anything that I post. I treat it almost like a piece of artwork. Like I, I feel like it, you know, if it doesn't speak to me or if it doesn't inspire, it I, I don't really use it. Or if it's an idea that I love but I haven't executed it well, I won't post it yet until I feel like it's ready. Uh, I, 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 I I treat my my Instagram almost like a like a like a gallery, like an art gallery. Yeah. Uh, for 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 you know, like a lack of a better term. And do like do you look at certain things to inspire you? Like what kind of gives you ideas? I actually anything really gives me anything. I really see, uh, you know, we listen to music or or watching TV or watching a movie. Um, I, I just inspiration comes from just a lot of different areas. Uh, there's a lot of things I draw, you know, back from my childhood. Like I'm a big '80s kid, so I, I love mm-hmm. incorporating things back in from the '80s, like the big wheel, you know, the big wheels. Uh, yeah. like I'm planning on do shoot with like this little hot wheel tracks, you know, like oh. I, I just want to incorporate those things cause it means a lot to me when I was little. So yeah. when I put together the ideas and doing a future shoot, like I, I, I won't be able to have those things in the, in the photograph that really, you know, speaks to me, but also, um, you know, obviously have a, have a modern twist to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fun. Well, like the rotary phone, I've seen you use those. Exactly. Too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then ha, have you always liked fashion or do you feel like the fashion is connected to the art you're making? It's connected to the art. I, I'm, uh, I, I've worked in like the, the retail industry as well, but um, it, it kind of, it, it, it became almost a, and uh, it, it actually kind of transition, not transition, it, it, it 
became a part of the artwork is, um, mm-hmm. because I, I, everything had to kind of connect to each other, the, the background and the posing and then the, the, the clothing had to match as well. Yeah. And do you do your own makeup and hair or do you have someone come do it? No, someone will do it. I have uh, a couple of, of makeup artists that'll that'll do the, all the hair and makeup. The only thing I have been doing on my own is the styling and the the wardrobe. Uh huh. Cool. That's cool. So, what did it feel like when you blew up? I mean, so you were at fifteen thousand. You went to twenty five. Then you know, over the course of time, you've gotten up to fifty five, which I know isn't a lot in the world, but in the photographer portrait photographer world, it is a lot. So, how did that feel? It, it it felt weird to yeah. be quite honest because I'm not used to being in the spotlight and so you know even now you don't you don't really see me much like on Snapchat or 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 TikTok or I I I don't like being in front of the camera so you know it's like you know I I, I like speaking through my 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 work if that makes anything if that makes any sense so um so yeah. to be kind of thrown into the spotlight it was kind of it was kind of it's real it was really weird um. So, like, I think it was kind of weird when people were asking me, you know, hey, I'm such a big fan of yours. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm I'm a nobody, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm just like you. Yeah. So that's how when you're – and that's how I, I continue to, you know, I continue to – because that's how I am. And I, 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 I'm I not, like, one to to really, you know, uh, enjoy the, the, the limelight. Um, I've always been kind of that, that kind of person. So on your, I love all your answers, by the way, this is really fun. I hope Matt, you're okay with me just going down my list. This is going great. Just keep asking your questions because (laughs) this is fascinating. I mean, I wish, I wish I would have known some of this before sync, but also like, this just feels like we're all three of us is just having a beer at sync kind of. (laughs) Okay, Matt, you know, I don't drink beers, so I'm going to be drinking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. Okay. So yeah. So Thomas and I would have a beer. (laughs) Yeah. Keep keep, Kaya, keep going. This is going great. It's turning Um, to be like a virtual um, happy hour. (laughs) Virtual happy hour. That's good. That's really good. Um, so when I look at, and I have like a bunch more questions, but I, I just want to get like specific when I look at your, like when I think Thomas Wynn's feed to me, it's like a turquoise, like green, um, like a tomatoey red, yep. um, yep. yellow, like, are those the colors that you like personally wear or have in your home? Or is it just what you like in your artwork? How does I so you're, I'm glad you, you caught that. So the the, the orange and the cyan uh, cyan's are, are like the predominant colors. Yes. That really, that, yeah. So that's actually it, that's I created the preset. That, okay. I, I, those are the colors. The orange and blues. That's kind of blue is really my favorite color. Mm-hmm. And so orange and blue are complements. Yeah. Um. So that's how I kind of you know started working with those uh, colors. So I wanted my my colors my um, pictures to stand out more. So that's how I you know like last year I started dabbling into more. Um, something to 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 uh, make my work all look the, kind of the same in terms of the coloring. Yes. So that's what how the the colors kind of came about. Well, and and that, that's a very common um, color grading that they use, like in cinematography and stuff. Did you come through it through the cinematography world, or just something that you liked, or uh, it was just something I liked? Uh, okay, I didn't cool. come from yeah, it, I didn't come from a, from a, from any other backgrounds other than you know what we just spoke about earlier. Yeah, but what but I what, what I do. What I do, the approach that I do look at is like a lot of people have told me that they they think my my work does look more cinematic or more theatrical, which I love. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of like that's kind of the, the the when I when I shoot when it comes to like the the lighting and stuff like that, I look for those kinds of you know moods. 
Yes, but I wouldn't say like cinematic and theatrical in a like, I don't know, like in an old fashioned way. It's like so such a modern touch on it. It looks mm-hmm. almost more like, like, you know, modern indie movies or something like that. I yep. would, because when you say cinematic and theatrical, I get, I get like, ugh. Think of the old fashioned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But definitely well, like so- an, an edgy, um, an edgy new look. Um, right. And so when I, when I look at work, I, like I think about cinematography because where I came through, like in terms of my editing and presetting, I learned a lot of it through, through studying cinema photography. Gotcha. And so like, when I look at your stuff, I think about color grading and videos and, and stuff like that. And, and modern ones, not just, um, you know, not, not old classic stuff, but what's so interesting to me, and this is a subject that I'll bring up and people can go look up, but, um, I think your work fits kind of what, what is happening in cinematography now. But then I remember like, right, like maybe a couple of months after I, I kind of saw your stuff, um, boost mobile came out with a Pitbull commercial. So mm-hmm. it's like the cell phone company and they were using a total different color gradient. They weren't using any cyans. I mean, they had a turquoise a little bit in there, but it was very subdued, mm-hmm. very like bright and orange and stuff like that. And I just remember it came on the TV and I was like, this looks totally different. I was like, is this going to be the new thing? And I haven't seen anything since in like a year of anybody using that same color gradient, but um, it's fat. It's definitely fascinating. Once you start to picture those, you know, cyans and tomatoey reds and, or, you know, in that other case, like true oranges, it's really mm-hmm. interesting how, how it kind of pops off and you go, man, you know, this is what is pleasing to the eye. Right. Exactly. And so it has, it gives you that soothing feeling when you kind of see it and it has, it has a warm, soothing feel to it. Yep. It's not cold at all. Yeah. No. Not, cold, not cold and rigid at all. Right. Okay, Thomas, so that leads us into another of the questions that I was asked to ask you. Yeah, ask um, So, And I'm going to ask this question. I don't feel like you do, so don't be offended by it. But they said, do you always shoot underexposed? So do you shoot to get the skin tone like a little bit darker, or how do you do that? It's a little bit underexposed, not not too much. I would say maybe like one or two notches below, you know, zero. But is that completely underexposed? I, but I, I do that to be able to see more of the texture. Okay, great. And then do you do, like, how much post do you do on your work? Which I'm assuming as much as you need to go do to make it look like art, but. Right. So the first thing I do is whenever I import any photos, I apply my preset to it. Then I fix the white balance of the lighting. And then from there, the actual post in Photoshop is the, the what I do more of. It's, it's really more of the uh, the. I guess people call it toning, but it's more of the, uh, you know, uh, I guess, I guess the toning is maybe is the correct word for it. I I do a lot of dodge and burns to kind of add more emphasis to areas. Yep. Especially the eyes and 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 then the face. You're directing the eye where you want it to go. Directing the eye. Exactly. And then, and then adding more, uh, shape, shaping the light, I guess Mm -hmm. around really the foreheads and the the cheek areas more like uh, when you contour, yeah. And make a people contour uh, faces. I kind of do the same thing. After the fact, yeah. And After then the do you sharpen? I know this is, I'm going to ask a dumb question, but uh, like I, when I see a lot of the retoucher accounts, the images are very sharpened. Like is that done in Photoshop or how is that done? Yes. So in my editing, uh, when I retouch, I do sharpen the eyes, the nose, and the lips for, for the girls. Okay. Because those are really the, the, the key pieces for their on their faces because Obviously, the face is the key component of, of the photo itself. Yeah. And then I do an overall sharpening at the end, uh, a slight overall sharpening at the end. But but those 
three areas are, are what I add the more, you know, more sharp and more emphasis to. And then are there uh, like specific people online that you like to look at on Instagram or uh, like their work or places where you get ins- inspiration too? Yeah, I was really heavily inspired by Danny Diamond uh, early on. And, and, and I just like, I felt like uh, that was the same place that I was coming from. You know, the way he approaches his lighting and his moods. I was like, well, I kind of do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how I kind of started kind of like, okay, well, this is kind of the direction I want to go is that, you know, kind of being Mashido on the, mo- uh, on the move and, um, and the way he, he poses his, his, his models is very similar to what I was doing already. So that's like, and then I obviously met him in person. So we, we kind of hit it off as, you know, talking about the same, same kinds of things. Yeah. Obviously I don't have the amount of uh, followers he does, but, but it, it's, it's really cool to, to kind of, um, get a lot of, um, verification and, and, um, you know, on the things that he's doing that I already start doing. And it's just in hearing that it's just like, okay, at least I, it sounds like I'm on the right path. Yeah. So, um, when I first started seeing your post, uh, like your shoe toward the camera, your girls hanging upside down, I got really irritated for you (laughs) (laughs) for a couple of reasons. One, I tried it, a few of those things and my clients didn't buy it. And so then I saw so many photographers doing those same things. And I was like, you're just doing what Thomas is doing. And so how do you feel when people are d- copying you? Uh, I, I'm actually flattered by it because okay. I know that uh, I, I get a lot, obviously I hear a lot, a lot of people uh, are very inspired by what I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's not really anything else I, I can control from outside of that. You know, I, I, I hear a lot of people will say, well, that's a, that's a Thomas pose and you know, all I can do is just kind of reflect, but I'll be quite honest with you. I don't follow a lot of groups and I don't yes. follow uh, a lot of photographers. And, and part of that is just to kind of reduce the noise because to me, I I'm, I'm really just focusing on my own thing, my own uh, art. And, and I just, that's all I want to do. I, I don't want to add the, you know, obviously a lot of people uh, are, uh, they did have a tendency to compare. And so I, I don't want to ever fall in that trap. Like I have a lot of ideas I have and I just want to go do it and not have to, worry about what you know what someone else is doing so to be quite honest i there's there's only very few you know photographers i follow and the rest is just my seniors yeah yeah so so that leads me to a question like is there something like there is there something that you think about a lot or like something you're self-conscious about or something like that like when like you know what if if you had if you had like negative talk in your head what what is it about like um Cause I think a lot of photographers do have a lot of negative talk and then they go in these groups and it either, you know, validates it or it does help them get rid of it in some cases. But like, you know, what do you struggle with as an artist or as a business owner? So from it, from an art perspective, if I, if I, let's just say I post something and I feel like I rocked it, but it doesn't get the same reaction from, you know, from the, from the, from what I feel like it should have gotten. I, I almost overanalyze why it didn't go well. Yeah, that makes me sense. So it's yeah. it's a very I, I'm very critical on myself, but so I think about that like well, you know, or is there components of this that you know that I should have removed? Uh, is, is it too complexing? And you know, what is it about? And then I, that's when I ask people about their opinion about it, and that's that's so I, I do get a lot of feedback from my from my own seniors as well as uh, you know people like yourselves, like um, you know uh, our peers, just to find out exactly what I what I did wrong. And so that part of it is, is when I engage with other people because I, I, I want to understand, uh, you know, people's perception and, and things like that. That's I guess that's part of 
how I, I grew grew my Instagram as well. It's, it's still a lot of feedback to be able to kind of, you know, do do it better the next time. Yeah, that, well, that's good. I think I think you're thinking about it in a very constructive, positive way, right? You're like you're you're reflecting so that you can do better next time. You're not reflecting just to like beat yourself up about it, you know, which is, which right. is good. I think that's super healthy. That's cool. Okay, keep going. Okay. Um, so then uh, another question is uh, with your Instagram, is that how you get your seniors? Like, is that how you get your top clients? Um, it, it's a combination of things. I, Instagram is what, what people search. That, that's what it really starts where people will, will start to follow me. But I think, and this is by accident. When I started Project Beauty, when I got people to be, all the girls to be more involved in that, I think they felt like they were more personally connected with the, with me. And so that almost became a funnel to ah. my, my booking. So yeah. that was by completely by accident. Cause it was never, that was never the intent, but now it's becoming almost like a, a feeder program. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it it yeah. just, it just, it, it's, it's almost like, well, gosh, he's doing it. You know, I, I know exactly, you know, it's almost like they're reaching out to me because it, um, because they know that I'm doing it for the right reasons for them. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking out for their, you know, their, for their self-interest, not for, not for, because I want to make any money. So it's, it's like, that's how they, they view me. So it's like that all adds together. Like, gosh, if, if he's taking this time to, to spend the time with my, my daughter, of course I'm going to book him, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's how it all kind of comes together. That's really cool. And then how many seniors do you try to get every year? Uh, usually no more than like 45. I don't take it a lot because I do have a senior team. So I spend a lot of time with them throughout the year. And plus, obviously um, I, you know, I, I spend time with my, um, my kids cause they're, they're at such a, like a, a critical age that, that I, I don't want to miss it. They're, they're like, my, my two boys are um, 10, 11 years old. So they're uh-huh. at a really good age. that I don't want to miss that part. So I've been doing, um, especially at this time of where the, the, the situation that we're in yeah. um, spending a lot more time with them, but um, you know, I do make time throughout the, the summers um, and block off time to, to just, just do only family things. Yeah. Uh, basically, the- basically what you're saying is that you're buying their, them every eighties toy that you ever wanted. <laughs> I use that as an excuse. Like, Hey, these are for you, but they're really for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. <laughs> That's funny, Matt. Um, yeah. So when you say you keep it at 45, do you turn, are you turning a lot of people down or are you trying to get more people? Like where, how does your booking go? It, 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 it varies, but usually that's kind of the target mark. So it, it usually hits every between, you know, uh, 42 to 48 every given year. Uh-huh. But I, I really don't have a set number. I don't lock it and say, Hey, you're, you're number 49. So you don't get on, you know, uh-huh. it, it just, it just ends up being that way. Um, because once there, there's a process that I have that, you know, when I, when they first, uh, you know, when they first come out to me, it, 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 the first inquiry that comes into me usually is an email. Uh, I'll send them my website, which it has obviously not my, not my complete pricing, but it gives them a, an idea on what the pricing and what the average spend will be. Mm-hmm. And then if they get part, past that part, then, then I'll set up a consultation where I'll sit down and talk to them. And that's when the actual booking happens. So at that, at that point, when they, you know, that the, I guess the, the when they see my website, that kind of helps filter the, the, the right clients yes. to come to me. And so that's, that's what, so usually at average, I get about 45 a year. Yeah. And then, um, do you post all your seniors on your Instagram? Uh, for senior sessions or just in general? 
Like, like, yeah, like, does everyone make it onto your Instagram or do some of them or how does that work? Um, I wouldn't say all of them. I, I usually don't post a lot for my senior sessions because I like to keep it kind of, uh, you know, it, because the things I do for my senior sessions is very different from what I do on my, like my, 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 the shoes that you see. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's more classic, you know, more like what you expect, more, the more the smiling shots and stuff like yeah. that. So I keep that reserved just for the seniors. Um, so when at the senior sessions, uh, the ordering sessions, when they will see all the photos for the first time, and I may post one or two for after that, but uh, usually they they are the ones already jumping in and, and posting them themselves. So um, they will end up posting first before I even get to it. And if they do, I usually don't post because I feel like they're pretty happy already with with the image they yeah. they received. So there's really no point of me adding on to it, you know. So with your so you, would you say like your scene. Your senior work is not necessarily exactly like your Instagram. Like it's not ex- the same color grading it, and that type of thing. It, oh, it is. It, it is. It okay. Is. It, the, the best way for me to say is like they're more smiling photos. Where <laughs> more if, you smiles. See, if you look, yeah, yeah, more happy photos. But as you see, it is is my uh, on my Instagram. What I usually get a lot more reactions from is more of these the serious, moody kind of posts. Yes. But the the more of the smiling photos, um, they don't they usually don't end up on my feed. And that's just, that's not because I don't like them. It's just that, um, yeah, well, people like to look at the more serious ones. They do. Right. And that's, that seems to draw on people like, oh gosh, he's really different. Mm -hmm. But I I am very upfront when I have the consultation, I'll open up my, my albums, Mm -hmm. a a completely, a complete album of a, of a senior shoot. And I'll tell them this is exactly how uh, it's going to run. But if there are certain things that you saw from my Instagram that you love, I'll add those too. Yeah. Because usually how I uh, how see my senior posting and stuff happen is um, throughout the year I experiment with all these different shoots and 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 the, and the ones that really um, that really resonate with a lot of people I'll I'll add those ideas to the senior session. Ah, so so when you're shooting stuff for your art, your Instagram art account, <laughs> maybe <laughs> we should call it that. You, a lot of that is not a paying client. It's an experiment. Like a, you're trying to create something specific. Uh, a lot. So like I have a I call my model crew. It, those are from my, my, my model shoots. Okay. So that's, those are my, those are my creative stuff. Um, okay. and then those in turn, We'll, we'll add, well, the ones that really, you know, uh, that, that people love will resonate. Be, yeah. Well, well, it will be incorporated into the senior session. So yeah. like I, I treat my model shoots like my, my, my research and development time, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Your creative side. Okay. Right. I, I'm going to look through my questions. I think. All right. Let me, let me back yeah, up. Yeah. Quick, back up. <clears throat> I'm going to read. <clears throat> so the, <clears throat> excuse me. I got a frog in my throat all of a sudden. So the first thing I did is I went and followed your Facebook group, which is really cool. But the, now I'm currently on your website because we were just talking about that. And what I think you're doing so well on your website, and you can talk about if this is intentional or just how your personality comes into it, is it's very simple, but it has all the pertinent information that somebody needs to make a decision to work with you. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't feel like you're hiding anything. It just is like, this is what we do. This is what our work looks like. You yeah. know, there's there's nothing hidden here. Like it is what it is. And it just feels like I I have enough information right now just by being on your website for less than a minute. Well, I will on a let's say a minute and a half. I, I feel like I could book with you. I have enough information. I know what your session fee is. I know where your collections begin. Mm-hmm. I know that there's a minimum order. I know that there's a variety of different looks um, you know, in your portfolio. I know that you are accomplished by 
um, the badges and stuff you have on mm-hmm. this. And I know what you personally kind of look like. And I'm, you know, I'm like, I feel comfortable ready to look. So I think the website has done really, really well. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's actually a little old, but, um, but I, it, it's, it's always been on my approach. Very minimalistic, very, you know, on, you know I, I want to get to the point on things. I, I try to keep everything pretty clean. And so uh, that's a lot of the, that's usually a lot of what a lot of people say when they see my, my work itself is your work is very clean. And so I guess that's kind of like the, the, the theme here. Like I try to keep everything, you know, if it's not supposed to be in the photo, I take it out. Like if it, you know, if it doesn't belong, I, I remove it. So that's how I, I approach everything that I, anything that I, whether I work, you know, putting together a, sh- a shoot or, or, you know, on a website, I try to keep things that are, that are well-intended. Yeah, no, it's, it's very well done. Like this website matches your personality. Like, and I think that's something that's really important is like when you put marketing and branding out um, and then you meet the person you want, you don't want there to be a major difference. So like you said, it's, it's seeing, it's clean, it's simple, it's straightforward, it's honest, it's just out, you know, it's like, it just is what it is. And I feel like that's what we're, we're learning from you today is that you just, you are who you are and you're just, you're just doing work every day, trying to, trying to make a living and yeah and, and like i said I, I i've taken a lot of like senior photography workshops early on but i felt like it, it that wasn't me you know like the style it was just more like you know what you would see a lot of and, and then so that's how i went back to my roots and and what made me happy was you know was you know being me and 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 like that's when i did weddings that's how it all started I, that's how i took that mindset and shifted into senior photography and that's how that's how i got really got started or really started taking off. Awesome. Okay. I have two last questions. Sure. I got a a frog in my throat too. Um, It's going around. Okay. So uh, my last, my first question of my last two questions is um, how do goals work for you? So um, because I feel like, uh, you know, like Matt and I are very goal oriented type person. Sure. And so we're like, you know, oh, we want to make this amount. We want to have this many sessions. We want to grow here. Uh, so Thomas, do you have like specific goals, like number of followers or averages for your sessions, or is it more about like, like, you know, creating the art? Like, how does that work? Um, so I, it, it, it's a little bit of both, but mainly it's, it's, it's how it's, it's more on the art side of things. And I feel like if I can, if I get that done right, then everything else will take care of itself. Um, now I'm not suggesting that, that my, you know, my numbers fluctuate obviously, because I obviously, if I, if I, if I could take every senior, you know, for uh senior, I, I could probably do that. I could probably get a hundred you know, seniors if I wanted to, but I, I just, I just don't. And, and the reason being for that is just, it, that doesn't really make me happy. Yeah. Like what makes me happy is the art. And that's how I kind of like, you know, you know, been able to kind of craft my, 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 my style and my work is, is, is that that's how it, everything it that if for me, this is just coming from my perspective. It's just, yeah. if that doesn't work for me, if the art doesn't work, then nothing else matters. Yeah. It keeps you very grounded. Right. So then that may lead into the answer to this question. Uh, so, you know, this is a podcast and photographers are going to be listening to it. So what advice would you give to photographers going going forward if they want to, you know, attract more seniors, if they want to grow their Instagram account, any specific uh, advice? The biggest advice I would tell uh, any either new or old is they can't be afraid to fail. 
because if you don't fail, you're never going to learn and succeed. And obviously I didn't have a clear blueprint on how to run a business from, you know, start to finish. Um, uh, a lot of people ask me, you know, how, how have you grown? Have you done all this? I failed a lot, a lot. And, and, and being able to learn from those and being able to, you know, improve the next time I approach it. And that's how, that's how I am where I'm today is being able to, uh, and Matt has had mentioned this earlier is a lot, there's a lot of constructive criticism that, that I do to understand what went wrong so that, so that I can approve on it the next time. And I think a lot of people are looking for answers so they don't fail the first time. But to me, like you have to do it because if you don't, you're not going to learn anything. And, um, and do you think you learned some of that from corporate America or from your absolutely. upbringing? From your upbringing, or where do you think that came from? It, it, it really, it, it really came from my um, from corporate America. Uh, one of the biggest uh, things my boss had had, or my manager has had, had told me that, that it just that always has stuck in my head is um, uh, uh, fail, fail first or fail often. In other words, you know, being able to learn quickly from your mistakes so that you can continue to grow so that you can get to the end um, faster without having to, you know, do something that 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 you may not know or work and continue to add on and compound the issue. You know, so it's, it's almost like you the more you fail, the more quickly you're going to learn from it. And that'll that'll help your growth go even faster than, than what, you know, than what you would expect. So it's just it's just one of those things that you just have to continue to take chances and risk. And uh, and not be afraid to uh, take, you know to 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 be able to succeed if it doesn't work out. You just have to just continue to learn. And that's it's for, for me. It's always it's always a continual learning uh, in this business. I'm I, I never feel like I've, I'm there yet. Yeah, that's that's really good. Um, I like how reflective you are and how, how I don't know. I guess just how honest you are with yourself, you know and it's interesting to see how you navigate struggles and then um, talk to other people. And it, I mean, everybody's different, but it's just, I think you have a very healthy um, way of looking at your business for sure. Thomas, yeah, thank you thanks. so much for being on here. This was, uh, um, you answered all the questions that I have in a great way and made me think, okay, I can, I, I can be more of an artist. I can definitely hold myself to the standard that I have in my head um, because you know, I, my personality is, um, you, you know, where you say you take away all the things that don't, that shouldn't be there. <laughs> I'm always like, what more can I add? <laughs> How many more accessories can I add? So, uh, yeah. it's, it's good to I, think I, what, you know, my vision, I need to work on creating, you know, making my own vision. Yeah. And usually less is more in my opinion. <laughs> you and Coco Chanel. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's awesome. Well, cool. Thank you so much for being on here. Um, I'm really glad we got to know each other even more. So maybe at the next conference we're at together, we can uh, actually sit down a little bit and chat. Yeah. At Sync, we were running around like crazy. So yeah, I absolutely look forward to it. All right. Thank you, Thomas. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us again this week, guys. Um, As always, reach out to us if you have any questions and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.